better to us than we've been to ourselves. You know, it's just good to be back again in the house of God. You know, I was thinking about how sometimes, you know, uh, people uh, have a struggle and they have uh, trouble making it to worship service in uh, inclement weather when um, it's uh, cold outside or something like that. Um, on my way uh, here today, I saw some um, small girls um, and their mother on the corner selling Girl Scout cookies. And I thought, if they can be outside selling Girl Scout cookies, what is it, about $3 a box these days? $5? Okay, I ain't bought none in a while. <laughs> Getting $5 a box, how much more can we come into a warm building and give God the glory and the praise for what he's done? It's just good to be alive today. I don't know about you, but everything in my life is not exactly like I would have liked for them to be. Um, but I'm just thanking God that I have a life to look at. I'm not going to complain about what I don't have. I'm going to keep praising God for all the wonderful things that I do have. You know, it's a blessing to be able to wake up on a Sunday morning knowing that I'm going to see you. And that you're going to see me. So many times we take for granted that we're going to see one another from week to week. But life is not promised here on earth. Uh, the promise that God made was eternal life. So we know that uh, we're here today and we're gone today. So we have to really thank God for all the wonderful things that he does for us. Because he didn't have to do it. I want to talk about... True worship. True worship. And I'm not going to go into everything uh, about true worship, worship in detail, uh, but I am going to cover enough that you will be equipped and empowered to understand what true worship is. And I think it's so important to talk about true worship because so many individuals go out on Sunday uh, to give God the praise and to worship him. But sometimes these individuals worship him ignorantly. Well, what does that mean? That means when I'm giving God something that he didn't ask for. Now, I want you to know this. The Bible is complete. Whatever God wants us to do is written in the word of God. We don't need to add anything to it. You know, it's sort of like folk who take a recipe that's been documented and proven for years, but they want to add a little egg to it, a little sugar to it, a little salt to it, just to mess up the recipe. When you and I put a little bit extra into the worship service, meaning that we're adding uh, elements to the worship service, things that God didn't uh, command us to do. We're putting extra in, and someone may say, well, uh, isn't it okay if, we, if I do this or if I do that? Let's put it this way. Let's first deal with the Bible by itself. Once we have accomplished everything in the Bible, then let's go and address that other stuff. And I guarantee you, we'll never make it to the other stuff. So what do I mean? 
I want to talk about something today that a lot of individuals sitting right here in the audience uh, may have thought that they have experienced or maybe they have uh, seen it, not necessarily a, a um, personal experience, or maybe they're wondering, they're saying, you know, Brother Kenzie, I, I, I love the worship service. I've been coming to Lansing for quite some time, but I haven't seen anybody jump up and speak in tongue. We're gonna talk about that today. Now, for the novice, I want you to know that we do speak in tongue here. As a matter of fact, I'm speaking in tongue right now. It's called the English tongue. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go to the Bible and we're gonna see what God thinks about it, what he said about it, because it's very important. Listen, if we're gonna give God our time, if we're really gonna invest time into worshiping him, and if we're really, really, really serious about our salvation, why not do it the right way? No point in wasting time. And you know, sometimes people say, well, God is good, he's forgiving. And if I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to do, God will forgive me. I understand that. But when the book is complete, and when it's here, and when you have an opportunity to do exactly what the word of God says, that's going to be a hard sell to tell God is in there. I didn't read it or I didn't listen, but I want you to forgive me and to save me anyway. Because if that was the case, we all got something, amen, that we are holding on to or that we're struggling with that we may say, well, you know, God will forgive me for this because I've done all of that. What I want you to know is forgiveness is not about uh, a repeat offender. And let me explain that. When God forgives us, he forgives us based upon us repenting. And what that means is we're telling God, God, I will not do this, whatever this is, again, because I know it goes against your will, and I'm going to put everything that I have in me, all the power that I have in me, to not be that type of person again. Amen. If we fall, we get up, and we go back to God again. And we say, Lord, please help me, strengthen me. Uh, forgiveness is not about uh, doing things and continue to practice things that are contrary to the word of God. That is not uh, what forgiveness is all about. So if we willful, willfully sin, if we just go out and set out to sin uh, and continue to repeat those sins, forgiveness in the Bible is, 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 is not pertaining to those type of sins. God will forgive us, but he wants us to do something about it. He doesn't want us to just say, well, you know, you know I'm weak and you know I'm a work in progress. I mean, heck, we all a work in progress. You know, when they will us out of here, we're going to be a work in progress. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is we can't willfully do anything wrong. Now, it's even equally important when it comes to your soul salvation and worship service. No point in, in giving God all the praise and worshiping him wrong. First of all, go over to John chapter number 4 and verse number 24 just to set the stage today. John 4 and 24. The Bible talks about that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, just so you know, everyone 
who has breath can praise him. But not everybody can worship him. Because in order to worship God, you must have the spirit of God. In order to have the spirit of God, you don't get it from Walmart. You don't get it from CVS. You get it from God. Well, how do you get the spirit of God? You get the spirit of God through obedience and baptism. When we are baptized for the remission of our sins in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus washes away our sins and God gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit, he's invisible. He dwells within us. He guides us into all righteousness. He, he prays on our behalf. He makes intercession for us uh, to Jesus and to God. So now here is the thing. We need the Spirit of God to worship God. So that's why you should never let anybody kill your spirit. You understand what I'm saying? You need to be cognizant. You need to be very uh, aware of what's going on around you so that you can give God all the praise that he deserves. Think about it. Somebody in here could have died last night. But it's because of God they didn't. Some of us could have had a car accident on the way here. It's not that we drive so well. It's because God navigated us. And you know, you don't have to hit nobody. Somebody can hit you. So what you got to understand is God is the reason for everything. So we always have to give him the praise. But wouldn't it be something if we're taking so much time to give God the praise just to find out that the way we're worshiping him is wrong? You know, there's a right way and a wrong way to worship God. So let's talk about tongues. Tongues are very exciting. When you walk up in an edifice and the man of God is speaking. One way to get people going is to say, you know, God is good. God is going to do something. As a matter of fact, I, I see something. I see something. I see something. I see checks. I see checks. I see money. I see, I see commas. I see dollars. Somebody's going to get blessed. Somebody here is waiting on the blessing. Somebody's sitting there. My hand been itching all day long. My nose been itching. I think I'm going to get blessed. I think I'm going to get that check. You get people. You get them really pumped up. Then all of a sudden you say, he said, God is going to do something real good. He's going to do something. And that makes people go, yo, the spirit is there. Now, I understand that, but understand this. We are supposed to have the Spirit 24-7. You don't need nobody to say, in order for the Spirit to come. I need you to understand, too, that the Spirit of God is God. Which means he's powerful and he's intelligent. And God is not going to have us running around like chickens with their head cut off. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? Now, I need you to open your heart and open your eyes because what I'm going to show you may surprise you. Because you've seen it on TV. Some of you have seen it in your homes. And you've seen it somewhere that you've been. Now, the purpose of today's lesson is not to say, well, these people are wrong. It's just to show you in the Bible that you may be adding a little bit too much sugar, too much salt. Uh, too many eggs in the recipe keep it just like it is let's go over to the book of first corinthians the 14th chapter and we're gonna read it i got d on all set you ready d i was 
changed up on the brother. At least the man honest. <laughs> he like, don't call me now because I'm going to mess it all up. Yep. First Corinthians, while Dion uh, get to where he need to be. First Corinthians, look at the 14th chapter. Somebody said, oh, oh, preacher about to get started now. That's what I like. See, you know, if I don't get a grown folk to say something, I, I, I'm going to get a kid to say something. All right. The Bible says, pursue love. Well, guess what? If I said 14, I said 14, chapter 14, right? Okay, I said that. Now, if you just didn't know. See, this is a test. What verse will you look at first? Oh, y'all so smart. Look at ya. I know I got a smart church. I always trying to catch me up. What verse, brother Kansas? We can't see. 14 and 1. That's where, you, where we are. 14 and 1. Look what it says. Pursue love. Pursue love. And desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. Now, you know there were Old Testament prophets. A prophet is a person that God spoke to, dealt with, and then they would communicate uh, whatever God communicated to them to the people. And you've seen many examples of how God would use different prophets in the Bible to speak to the people. Well, how about this? Today, the Bible is complete. So we don't need anybody to tell us, thus says the Lord such and such a thing. Because whatever God has for us is written in the word. Okay? So you're in. When you are a member of the body of Christ, you're in. You don't need anybody to tell you things. Now, I do know uh, I have been walking down the street, and I'm sure it has happened to some of you guys as well. You may have been walking, and somebody may stop and say, wow! Hallelujah! <laughs> that presence! God is all in you. You're going to do great things. I don't know if that ever has happened to you, but people do that. And then I say, oh, thank you. You know, because maybe they do mean well. But here's the thing. If God didn't say it, don't you believe it? You understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm just trying to keep it 100. Now, watch this. The Bible teaches us to pursue. Now, let's talk about prophecy. Uh, let's go over to... Uh, Revelation 22. Mm -hmm. Revelation 22. For I testify for and 18. Hold on, Dion. He ready now, ain't he? He just read. God said. <laughs> Revelation 22 and 18. Because if they go to one, that's going to blow what I told them last time. <laughs> 18. Go ahead, D. For I testify to everyone. I testify to everyone. Who hears the words of the prophecy. Who hears the word of the prophecy. Now I want you to see how important a prophecy really is. Keep going. Of this book. Of this book. If anyone adds to these things. If anyone adds to these things. God will add to him. God will add to him. The plagues that are written in this book. Keep going. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy. God will take away his part from the book of life. Now. Now, that, now, now that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what this means. Leave the Bible alone. Don't add to it and don't take away from it. Are, are we square on that? Don't add to it and don't take away from it because God does not take that lightly. He doesn't like, you know, and if you think about it, think about it. 
you don't like nobody to come up to you and tell you, you did say that. Said, no, I didn't say Yes, you did. How does it make you feel when somebody tells you that you said something that you know for sure you ain't said? You, you about ready to go completely off. God said, I said it, I put it down, and don't you change it. And guess what? Even if we did change it, the Bible says that the word of God, it will endure forever. So what that means is, even if you change your copy of the word of God, it's still written in heaven. Are y'all understanding that? Amen. So we don't have the power to change it. Now, I want you to go just real quick, Dion, to 2 Peter, the first chapter. 2 Peter, the first chapter. And verse number 17. For he who received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now Peter saw this. You guys remember when uh, Peter was on the Mount of Transfiguration. You remember this. Keep going. And we heard, his vo heard this voice which came from heaven. We were with him in the holy mountain. Keep going. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light. The prophetic word is confirmed. Keep going. That shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Keep reading. Knowing this first. Knowing this first. That no prophecy of scripture. Now watch this. No prophecy of scripture. Keep going. Is of any private interpretation. Is of any private interpretation. Do you know what that means? That means we don't have the right to look at the Bible and say, okay, this is what it is. And add ours into that. And it also means whatever we see in the word of God, it wasn't just arbitrarily uh, placed there by a man to just make us believe something that is not true. It is not of private interpretation, but all scripture are given by the inspiration of God. So that Amen. means that the scriptures are true. Like someone told me one time, well, the reason why the Apostle Paul told the women to be silent in church is because he was a male chauvinist. I, I understand what you're trying to say, but, but, but what you need to understand is it ain't got nothing to do with the Apostle Paul. It has all to do with God. Because if it wasn't true, it wouldn't have been written. Do you understand that? Point blank. Keep going, Brother Dion. For prophecy never came by the will of man. It never came by the will of man. Could you imagine if we had something to do with this book? I can tell you a couple of scriptures right now that would disappear. And some would appear. So it ain't about us. It ain't about what we want to do. You know, there are some uh, verses in, in this Bible that um, probably maybe my life would be easier, I think, if I could take them out. But God said it ain't about you. The word was put here to change you, and it wasn't put here for you to change it. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what the Bible is saying. Keep going, Brother Dion. You're doing well. But holy men of God. But it was created by holy men of God. Keep going. Spoke as they were moved. Spoke if the, they were moved by how? The Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. So, so uh, Dion and myself didn't come over here on a Saturday and write the Bible. This was God's ordained word. It's authentic. So this is where we take all of our instructions from. So guess what? Lansing. We got to break the cycle. What's the cycle? The cycle is bishop told me, pastor told me, 
elder told me, apostle told me, what did Jesus tell you? You understand what I'm saying? We have to break that cycle. We are intelligent. You don't go to a judge and say, well, I know I read, I ran the stop sign, but my kid told me, or my husband told me, they're going to say, yeah, but I'm telling you. Y'all understand what I'm saying. It's all about the word of God. When we add to it or take away from it, we disrespect God. Make him seem as if he was not smart enough to put it all together by himself. Are y'all with me? So I'm going to go to one more scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. First Corinthians 13. And we're going to start at verse number 8. You there, D? Yes, sir. Go ahead for me. Love never fails. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies. Whether there are prophecies. They will fail. They're going to fail. Keep going. Whether there are tongues. Keep going. They will cease. They will cease. Keep going. Whether there is knowledge. Keep going. It will vanish away. This divine knowledge, it will vanish away. Keep going. For we know in part. We know in part. And we prophesy in part. And prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come. When that which is perfect has come. When we have the complete word of God. Keep going. Then that which is in part will then be done away. Then that which is in part is what? Will be done away. Will be done away. So we don't need anyone to speak tongue to us. We don't need anyone to tell us that they are a prophet and to prophesy into our lives. Or some folks say, we don't need you to prophesy into our lives. However you look at it, we don't need it because we have the complete word of God. Now, do you understand that? I think you don't. Because some of you going to call up somebody when you leave here today. So I went in church and I've been dreaming about money. And first thing pastor said was money. Do you think that was Jesus? No, it was me. The word of God. This is what's going to nurture us and grow us. Are we together? So we understand that the prophecy we understand that we're not prophets, we're not prophetess. We are just Christians who read the prophecy. And if there's any prophesying done, if I prophesy anything, is that which has already been prophesied. So if you want to look at me as a prophet, I'm just somebody who's regurgitating what has already been stated. I don't have anything new. And if I put anything new in here, you know I'm lying. Amen? Amen. Now. Watch what it says. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. Now we're ready. The Bible says, go ahead, Dion. Keep reading. 14, Pursue love. Just start again at one. Pursue love. Keep Pursue going. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Keep going. But especially that you may prophesy. Why? Because you can tell somebody about the Lord. You want that gift. Keep going. For he who speaks in a tongue. He who speaks in a tongue. Now, Dion, you're reading out of the, the New King James Version, right? Yes. Now, in the King James Version, some of your Bibles may have been translated to say anyone who speaks in an unknown tongue. Do y'all see that in there? Now, let me tell you what that means. It doesn't mean that this is a tongue that nobody knows. Because if it's a tongue, 
Somebody knows it. But unknown tongue means it's a tongue that you don't know. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Unknown tongue. Now, in the New King James Version, it doesn't even say the word unknown. Mm -hmm. It just says, if anyone speaks in a tongue. And that word, if you were to look up that word and go back to the Greek, you would know that that word is a, it means language. Anyone speaking in a language. And let me tell you something. If you don't know what an unknown tongue is, go to China. Or go to a country that they don't speak English. You will suffer. I'm telling you. I, I told you guys this once a long time ago when I flew to China one year. I couldn't even order food. Because I couldn't speak the language. And the young lady was trying to help me. So guess what she did? She wrote it down. Have you ever seen Chinese writing? It looked like. I laughed, I said, now nah, baby, now you know. If I can't speak it, I sure enough can't read it. But you know what happened? There was someone in the restaurant who saw me struggling. He said, do you need my help? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> All I wanted was a, a, a regular meal, and, and I, wanted, I wanted to order a Sprite, but I couldn't say pop. Or soda. So I was looking on the tables. I want that. <laughs> so I understand what the Bible is talking about in unknown language. Now guess what? All of the workers and, and people who were from that country, they're looking like, what's up? Because that tongue was known to them, but it was unknown to me. Are y'all with me so far? Keep reading. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. But to God. Now, why does it say you're not speaking to men? You're speaking to God because nobody understands what you're saying if you're speaking in a language that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, now some of us, uh, we, 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 you know, we, we know some words. Like if I came up here and said, bonjour. <laughs> Y'all was like, well, hello to you too. But that's about as deep as we can go, right? So the thing about it is, but if I got up here and preached my entire message in French, would that edify you? Not at all. But it could be the word of God. But you're not going to get edified from it because I'm speaking in an unknown tongue. Keep reading. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Keep going. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Keep going. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. If you are speaking a language like I am now that folk can understand, guess what? You're going to grow. You're going to be edified because you can understand me. But if I got up here and spake a language that you did not understand, you couldn't grow. You'll be ready to get up out of here. You say, Brother Kenzie, he, see, I told y'all he'd be too hyped on Sunday. He do that stuff on Sunday morning. <laughs> and it done caught up with him. And he done lost his mind. You know? And so that's what they would say. Sure. But here's the thing. The thing is, what the Bible is saying, prophesy. Get into the word. Teach something that people can understand so that they can grow. If I get up here, and although I may speak a language beautifully, and, and, and the ladies, you guys may say, oh, the dialect that he uses is so beautiful. But if you don't understand me, 
To you, I, I could be calling you, I could be looking at you, calling you the ugliest woman in the world. You'd be like, say that again. Because you don't know. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, and keep in mind, we're talking about in a congregational setting. So we're going to set this thing straight to see what it looks like. Keep going. I wish you all spoke with tongues. He said, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Go but ahead. even more that you prophesy. Keep going. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Keep going. Unless indeed he interprets. Ah, here we go. If you ain't interpreting, you ain't doing nothing. So now, when you go to places and the preacher or somebody get up and say, and people say, wow, that was great. <laughs> Who profited from that? Did you just waste time? Did the people get edified? Isn't it a point that when we're in the house of God, meeting in God's name, you are supposed to be here to be edified? So if I come here, Harashanda, Randa, Randa, Shanara. Who is going to grow? But then people will run and say, that boy got the spirit. Well, I never read that when you have the spirit, that's one of the fruits. We should quit listening for Hranda, Hranda, and start looking for love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Do you understand what I'm saying? And here's another thing. People need to quit believing that you can only catch the spirit on Sundays. Who was with you Saturday? Y'all ain't, ain't come here for this today, did you? The spirit is not something that we catch like a cold. He's a gift that God gives us. And he dwells within our hearts. Keep reading, Brother Dion. That the church may receive edification. The church got to receive the edification. Keep going. But now, brethren. But now, brethren. If I come to you speaking with tongues. If I come to you speaking with tongues. What shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Keep going. Even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known that it's piped or played? And you understand this. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm an uh, ex-musician. I love, I love music, and uh, I listen to all different types of music, and I love listening to music. I love listening to classical music. I love uh, listening to Beethoven and, and Baldwin. I, I like listening to all those because I like to hear the violins, and I like to hear the flutes and the oboe and the French horn. I like that. So what Paul is saying, if they didn't have a distinct sound, we would know which instrument it really was. Amen. Amen. Keep going. For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? Keep so, reading. So likewise you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? Now, stop there. So let's go back. When we go somewhere and we uh, belong to a place that people get up and go, and they do that, I want you to know that is out of order. That is not of God. 
is out of order. It has no place in the worship service. A lot of times people say, well, church got hyped. The spirit was high. Folk were speaking in tongue. That's not what that means. Mm-hmm. They may have gotten hyped, but it had nothing to do with the spirit. Now, many of you may not believe me. Just stick around for a few more minutes. I'm going to prove what I say. You know I always do every week. But what I'm trying to get you to understand is we need to come out of those things that we've seen on TV, that we are experiencing. Now, folk are playing church. That ain't cool. That ain't cool. You know, and, 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 you know, how would you like if you go to ask your boss for a raise and a promotion and you say, hey, you know, I've been working here for 10 years right now, you know, and, and right now I feel like that I am the right person uh, for this job. I can do this job. I can get promoted and uh, uh, I'll do a really good job at this job. You know, I, I'm, I'm ready to go to the next level. And your boss look at you and say, randa banda, randa, randa. Would you appreciate that? So what makes you think God does? That's only acceptable on Sundays? I'm telling you what the church... See, this is what folk don't even understand. And what Paul is talking about, he's not even talking about the way I'm talking. He's actually saying, if you are from France, and you came into the assembly, and all you knew was French, well, you shouldn't be the one to preach. That's all he's saying. He's not even talking about no supernatural language. He's just talking about a regular language that's known to man are y'all understanding what i'm saying so he's saying if you don't have nobody to interpret just like you know people you know but they don't have any interpreters the bible says if there is an interpreter let him speak now here's the thing if i know how to speak english and i'm and i got curtis in the corner saying oh he said have a good day he said god is good well if if if, if i can speak english how about this don't speak whatever I'm saying and speak in the language that the people who are listening understands. Amen. 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 You only need an interpreter. I was uh, I, I, I went somewhere the other day and um, there was a man who was talking. And as he was talking, there was a woman who was standing next to a man. And that man was standing next to a man. And the man in the middle was talking and he was talking about the man who was just standing there. So the lady that was with him, as the man was talking, the man said, the man was talking in English. He said, well, you know, this is, this is the kind of character that this uh, individual is. And she said, and he was just standing there. So I understood, apparently, he didn't understand English. So he had to have an interpreter. But if he understood English, why would she have to be there? So in other words, when folk are saying all these things in the worship, even if they say, that pastor don't know what he's talking about, I am speaking in tongues. Why are you doing that then? It has no place in the Bible. The Bi- I mean, in the, in the worship service. The Bible even says it. Why are you saying these things to God's people instead of giving them something that they can take back with them to grow their lives? Are y'all with me so far? Yes. Keep reading, Brother Dion. You're doing well. For you will be speaking into the air. You're speaking into the air. But guess what? A lot of folk don't care about speaking into the air because it draws excitement. But we're not here to get excited per se. We're here to give God the glory. And if giving God the glory or thinking about what God has done for your life, if that excites you, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't let the way a person talks excite you. That's not the excitement factor. It's who God is. 
That's the excitement factor. Keep reading, Brother Dion. There are. There are. It may be. Keep going. So many kinds of languages in the world. There are a lot of languages. Keep going. And none of them is without significance. Keep going. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks. Yeah, ain't that and what we just talked about? Keep going. And he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Keep going. Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Keep going. Therefore, let him who speaks in the tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Keep reading. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit. Mm -hmm. I will also pray with the understanding. Keep going. I will sing with the spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. You don't need to be saying nothing that you don't know what you're talking about to any person or especially God. Speak in the language that God gave you. Now, I want to tell you something. I'm, I'm going to kind of jump all over. Tongues, when you read about them in the Bible, it's not that tongues were miraculous. It was the way that it was acquired. What that means is people were able to speak a language that they had not learned. And that's why it was so miraculous. The language itself was not the miracle. It was the fact that they had never been taught the language. So in other words, um, uh, a, a kid flies here from China, only have heard Chinese individuals speak. He comes in here and I start speaking and he said, that's right, Brother Lavelle, keep preaching that word. I like that word. His parents are gonna look at him and say, what did you just say? Because they know you shouldn't even understand English. That's why tongues were so miraculous. That's why people thought they were so miraculous. But it was really God behind the scenes pulling the strings. And tongues were for a reason. So that folk all over in any country could understand and receive the word of God. Think about it. If I only understand English, I can only impact English understand and understanding people. But, but, but if I knew five languages, I could even be more of an asset to the body of Christ because I can talk to individuals who understand more than just the English language. Uh, I want you to put a, a, a quarter in the meter right there, Brother Dion. Mm -hmm. I want you to go over to the book of Acts, chapter number two, because some folk don't, they're looking at me like, I don't care what you say. My grandma spoke in tongue and I was right there and I witnessed the tongue revelation. And I'm not here to argue with anybody of experience. If you think that you did this, okay. All right. Acts chapter two, uh, where I'm at? Eight. Let, I, 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 uh, yeah, let's go to eight. So we, we know this is the day of Pentecost and, and, and then look, look, read about five, what, what five say? Okay. And, they were and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews. Keep going. Devout men from every nation under heaven. Keep going. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Now, if you just go back up and read a little bit, uh, when you go back up, the Bible talks about uh, speaking in tongue. But they were confused because everybody heard them speak how? In their own language. So that just lets you know. Tongues are a language. It ain't something that's jibber-jabber. 
It's not something that folks say, well, hey, speak in this language because the devil don't understand that. <laughs> you know, this is, this is the language that you speak to get away from the devil. Look, let me tell you something. Folk been trying to get away from the devil since the garden. It ain't got away from them yet. If you want to get away from Jesus, it ain't by saying Hashanah Banda. It's about submitting to God and resisting the devil. And the Bible says he will flee. That's how you get away from him. Now, so the Bible says, keep going, Brother Dion. You're doing well. Then they were all amazed. They were all lost, amazed. Saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galilean? Why are they speaking all these different languages? Where they come from? Ain't they from Harvey? <laughs> keep going. And how is it that we were... We hear each in our own language. In our own language. Keep going. In which we were born. In which we were born. So now, so you know that tongues are from a native language. It's a tongue that somebody speaks somewhere. It's not a language that just pops up in a church setting. Are, are y'all following me here? Yes. Are you reading with me? Yes. Go to verse number eight. I want to speed it up. Keep going. Okay, I just read eight. You want to read again? No, nine. Go ahead. Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia. Yeah, see, I, I, wanted you to, I wanted you to avoid all that. Okay. Okay, I'm doing you a favor. You love me? Yep. Okay, let's go down to 11. maybe ten. What am I, nine or ten? Where we go? Cretes? Eleven. Cretans go, yeah, and Yeah, there Arabs. we go. That's where I want to go. Go Cretans ahead. and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. Now... Not only did they hear them speak in their own language, but they knew what they were saying. They said they were speaking what? The wonderful works of God. Do you see that? Amen. So what I wanted to show you, ladies and gentlemen and girls and boys, inside of the Bible, where you see that tongues are being mentioned, it's a language that's understandable. It's just another language. But somebody understands what it is. It is not the gibberish that you hear sometimes on the radio or sometimes even uh, uh, where you may attend. Uh, what I am saying is when people go and say, they have made that up. That is not a language that's called gibberish. If you don't believe it, tell them to record it. <laughs> we got a lot of technology these days and run it against languages. And see what language it comes up. It may come up like monkey talk or it may come up <laughs> something like that. But it's not going to be a credible language. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And, and the reason why I'm mentioning this, think about it. How could people uh, say that they were worshiping God in spirit and in truth? And they say that I gave God all the praise running around. You think God is getting the glory out of that? That's called foolishness. Mm -hmm. Making a mockery of the Holy Spirit. He's intelligent. Man, have you running around talking that. God would never have you to do anything like that. Go back to 1 Corinthians, Dion. You there? Yep. I'm here. Where I leave at? Do you know that answer? 13 and 8. Love never fails. Huh? That wasn't where we were. We was in chapter 14. Well, Dion don't know. <laughs> so let's 14 and 16. 16, Dion. That's one six or 
But let me get it, Dion. You see it? Otherwise. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Otherwise. If you bless with the spirit. You bless with the spirit. How will he who occupies the place of the uniform say amen at your giving of thanks? Since he does not understand what you say. If I got up here and just jibber jabbered, you wouldn't even know when to say amen. amen. You'd be looking for me to sit down. Whenever he sit down, amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. You know, that's what the Bible is saying. Keep going. For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. Keep going. I thank my God. I speak with the tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Do you understand that? So some people, they believe that church was at its climax because everybody got up and spake in tongue. Really what you had was a fiasco. You had people who were clowning in a place that they call the house of God. And I stand by what I say because this is what the word of God says. And I'm gonna prove something else to you in here. See, I know some people probably looking and say, oh my gosh, I always believed in this. Well, tongues are real. And there were people who spake in tongue. I'm speaking in tongue. But the miracle is if all of a sudden I started speaking a language that I've never learned, that was the miracle. Mm-hmm. And that's how the Holy Spirit blessed these individuals to spread the word to more than just uh, a one nation. It said there were devout Jews out of every nation. All of them didn't understand the same language. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Keep reading, Brother Dion. Brethren. Brethren. Do not be children in understanding. Don't be children in understanding. Keep going. However, in malice, be babes. Keep going. But in understanding, be mature. You know, some folk, when you teach them the word of God, they get mad. That's what kids do. Don't get mad when you see the truth. Get glad that you now know the truth and understand the truth. Amen. Keep reading. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to this people. Keep going. And yet, for all that, they will not hear me. Keep going. Says the Lord. Therefore, Therefore tongues are t- for a sign. Tongues are what? For a sign. Therefore, a sign. I told you. When folk were able to speak a language that they had not learned, that was a miracle. And that was for a sign. Not for those who believe, but for those who did not believe. Keep going. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. Keep going. Therefore, if the whole church comes together. If the whole church comes together. In one place. In one place. And all speak with tongues. And we all speak in our own language. Keep going. And there come in those who are uninformed. And somebody come in. They just, well, you know, they just saw the sign outside. And they say, well, let me just go to that church. You know how some folks say, I came here because I saw the sign. I just wanted to come in and visit. So they're coming in. Keep going. Or unbelievers. Keep going. Will they not say that you are out of your mind? They're going to say, those folk in that church, they completely crazy. Do y'all see this in the Bible? Amen. You would think that people would stop doing this in houses that they call the house of God because the Bible clearly forbids this type of action. Do you see this? Some folk looking at me like, wow. Yes, wow. It's in the Bible. The Bible says that we always run around, you around here, boom, ba, 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 ba. He got hada, hada, hada. Somebody over there, hada, hada, hada. Somebody, hoo da, hoo da, hoo da. Somebody come through the door, they're going to be like, really? <laughs> Say they all high up in there, you know, and they're going to leave. That's what the Bible is saying. But guess what? People continue to go to places like that because somebody said that the spirit was high and they believe that that goes against the word of God. Any place you go, they're acting like that. Get up and get out. Amen. 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 That's not true worship. 
Keep reading. But if all prophesy, but if all prophesy, and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, what I'm in, doing right now? If somebody came in right now, didn't even know me, I didn't know them, didn't know you. Keep going. He is convinced by all. He's convinced by all. He is convicted by all. He's convicted. Keep going. And thus, the secrets of his heart are revealed. He can go. He can change his ways. He can repent. Why? Because he heard the word of God. He understood it. But if I just stayed here, harabanda, randa, danda, banda. Randa, he's going to walk in and walk out probably worse than he was before he came in here. That's called playing church, Sean. <laughs> it's not real. Mm-hmm. Folks say, I can speak in tongue. I can too. I'm speaking now. Now, what tongue are you speaking? Well, I'm speaking a language that only God knows. Well, talk to him. Don't get in the audience and talk to the audience. Because it's not doing anybody in the audience any good. Amen. Keep reading, Dion. I only got two more hours left. And so. And so. Falling down on his face. Falling down on his face. He will worship God. He will worship God. And report that God is truly among you. That's because he understood. Keep going. Read it. How is it then, brother? How is it then? Whenever you come together. Whenever you come together. Each of you has a song. Somebody got a song. Has a teaching. Somebody got a teaching. Has a tongue. Somebody got a tongue. Has a revelation. Somebody got a revelation. Has an interpretation. Keep going. Let all things be done for edification. The Bible says, listen, the house of God is not a circus. Everything that is done in God's house should be done decent and in in order. order. Amen. Amen. So that the church can be edified. Amen. Doesn't it just make sense? Keep reading. If anyone speaks in a tongue. Now, here we go. Watch this. If anyone speaks in a tongue. Let there be two or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. Now, now, watch this. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or three in what? Each in turn. Each in turn. And let one interpret. Now, let me tell you what that means. It means if someone can if someone can speak in tongues, and you have a few of them, we're going to have a couple of them. Let them take turns and speak. Now, I believe some Bibles may say by course. Anybody Bible say by course? Yes. That means take turns. Now, you ready for this? Listen. Folks say, The spirit fell on me. I was out of control. And I just started speaking in tongue. I couldn't help myself. Even that's a lie. Because if that wasn't a lie, why did Paul say, if there are people who could speak in tongue, make sure they take Turns. Hmm. When you take turns, that means somebody is talking and somebody is. So even when they say, I went to church and they start saying, Well, I woke up this morning and my. Oh, 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 hallelujah. I just fell in the spirit. No, no, no. You created something. You may have been happy. But what you're doing is out of pocket. 
is out of place. And you need to stop. The spirit didn't cause you to do that. Because apparently we have control. Because the Bible says take turns. And listen, it didn't only say take turns and make sure one can do what? Interpret. That means while that person is saying, somebody should be saying, this is what he said. And like I said, if that person knows the English language, it would be nonsensical to speak something else and have somebody else interpret. Because now I'm thinking that you just showing out. You just want somebody to know that you took a crash course in another language. Because if you know how to speak English, why are you speaking another language and having somebody to interpret it in English? Keep reading, Brother Dion. But if there is no interpreter. If there is no interpreter. Let him keep silent in church. Do y'all hear this? Amen. The Bible says if you around here talking about and nobody can interpret what you're saying, you need to be quiet. I didn't say it. The Bible said. Do you understand about worshiping God in spirit and truth? You know what? If I did this. I wouldn't get mad at the preacher who showed me the truth. Amen. I would first get up and apologize to God for playing with him like that. Amen. Amen. That ain't real. It's unreal. You don't see, you don't see people just falling out with the Holy Ghost in the middle of the street. If it was uncontrollable and we're supposed to have him 24-7, that means I can be pushing my cart in jewel. <laughs> I mean, do y'all understand what I'm saying? Why is it only on Sundays that I get this? But I'm supposed to have him 24-7. Amen. Because it's fake. Amen. That's why. It's fake. There are so many more things to use the power of the Holy Spirit for than to lie and say that you can speak a language that God gave you that the devil doesn't understand and nobody else knows. That's not giving God the praise. That's making mockery. Keep going, Brother Dion. And let him speak to himself. Let him speak to himself. And to God. And to God. Keep going. Let two or three prophets speak. Keep going. And let the others judge. Keep going. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent. Keep going. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. Paul said, teach the word. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Keep going. For God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Keep going. But of peace. But of peace. Keep going. As in all the churches of the saints. Keep going. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak. They are not to be submissive, as the law also says. But they, I'm sorry, but they are to be submissive. As the law also says. Okay, so now let's, just, let's stop there. I'm not going to make a big sermon about that because we know this. You know, hey, let's just keep it 100. I know some women who are very, very, very good in the Bible. Amen. Bless Amen. you. Because there's room for women in the church. Amen. Who's Amen. good in the word of God. We need women who are good. I have a lot of women in this church. You're excellent. Mm-hmm. But God didn't call Nan one of you. To preach. You understand what I'm saying? And a lot of folk think that in order to preach, you got to stand behind a pulpit. 
You can preach just by living your life the way Jesus Amen. wants you to live Amen. your life. Amen. Amen. So when I hear somebody say, hello, pastor, I'm, I'm here uh, visiting uh, from St. Lanson, Peter, Paul on the Rock. And I just want to say, uh, 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 given unto the God who's ahead of my life, I'm Pastor Sheila. Uh, and I'm the pastor of uh, 172, 77. You know how it goes. And I'm thinking like, so in other words, you're just saying, God, I ain't trying to hear nothing you said. You didn't call me to preach. I'm going on my own, honey. That's exactly what they say. And somebody said, well, show me where a woman can't preach. I'll show you after you show me where she can. See, what I'm saying is, true worship, ooh, honey, my auntie, when she get through with that mic, she drops it. She should have dropped it a long time ago. That is not, do you understand, Curtis, there are so many things that God wants you to do that you don't have time to be dabbing and stuff that he didn't tell you to do. You can stay busy just doing what he told you to do. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to down anybody. I'm trying to stand up for what the word of God says. What I'm saying is, so that's why when you come to the body of Christ, when you come to the church of Christ, that's why I urge folks to get rebaptized. Because you came from all of that stuff that ain't even in the Bible. But they good people. And I'm not saying that folk ain't trying to worship God. I'm not saying that they don't have a love for God. But what I'm saying is they added to the prophecy of the book. That's all I'm saying. And even if they get mad, well, you mad and you add it to the prophecy of the book. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, there are some scriptures right now. If the Lord say, Lavelle, you got 20 seconds to tell me what you want to delete, I bet you I get them all in 20 seconds. Oh, first Corinthians chapter 7, second Corinthians chapter 7. I, I, I have them all because I know what tangles me up. But I ain't going to get tangled doing something, calling myself, worshiping God, and it ain't even biblical. Dion is quiet in here. Just the way I like it, though, right now. Keep reading. You know where you at? And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husbands at home. Well, you know what? I've had people tell me, but baby, I ain't got no husband. Now, who am I supposed to ask? But you're talking to me. Why don't you ask me? You don't have to have no husband. But what the Bible's saying, you know, sometimes, you know, the Bible's letting us know we got to have some control. Because, you know, sometimes women will run the church through their husbands. You ain't got to say amen. I got a whole bunch of them. And what the Bible is saying is, let's call it like it is. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, not you guys, I'm talking about the ones who didn't come to church today. Sometimes, you know, uh, the woman don't, she doesn't understand her role in the church because she don't know her role at home. She running things at home, then she get to church and she forget where she at. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying? Hey, all, all the guys gonna be stiff necked now. <laughs> One day I'm gonna have them in here. I'm telling you, they're gonna be just like me. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, the woman has a powerful role in the house of God. Amen. And she doesn't Amen. have to invent a role. 
God knew who she was, you know, in the creation. When God created the heavens and the earth, when he created man and all the animals. You know, the Bible says that, you know, God was just checking Adam out. And he said, out of all the things I've created, none of those things are compatible for him. I need to design him something real special. So, women, you got to understand, in order for you to keep your special touch, you need to stay in the position that God created you to be in. That's how you keep the special touch. Keep going, Brother Dion. I'm out of here like vapor. For it is shameful for women to speak in church. Keep going. Or did the word of God come originally from you? Or was it you only that it reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. You can stop there. Now, so the Bible is not saying you can't speak in tongues. But if you speak in tongue, somebody has to interpret. Amen. Amen. And if you speak in tongue, it's not because it's a miracle. You learn that from somewhere. So again, tongues were for a sign for those who did not believe. So when they saw that God gave uh, individuals the ability to be able to speak in a language that they had not learned, it was a miracle. And the ones that were around that individual, they knew it was a miracle as well. And that's what made them become believers. Well, who's this God guy that you keep talking about? I see how powerful he is because he's able to do miraculous things. That's, and then the, the, also the other purpose was this so that uh, uh, folk who didn't understand just one language, they were able to understand the word of God in their own native language. Those were the reasons for tongues. Tongues are for a sign. So today, when you see it on TV, when you sit in your house, when you sit at the church and folk run around, that ain't real. People are just jibber-jabbering and they're not giving God the glory. Listen, God has been too good to us for us to do that. Don't play with the Spirit. Don't play with the Father. And don't play with the Son. Now, if I'm wrong, well, before I get there, let me just tell you, if you're not a member of the, law, of the lowest church, you come by hearing, believing, repenting, and confessing, and being baptized. You know that they crucified Jesus, they hung him on the cross, they buried him. That's the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you get baptized, the blood of Jesus washes away your sins, and you're able to rise a new creature in Christ. Now, I'm going to stop 